Hey, what is up, everybody? Man, I am excited to be with you today. Ooh, got a nice shirt on today. Thanks, buddy. I like that. It's man. fall. It is fall. It's fall, and it dropped 80 degrees it in a single did. day. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yesterday was what? 80? 80? Yeah. And today is was 57? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's cold. <laughs> so we are not talking about weather today. I promise you guys. But we are talking about leadership, and we're excited to be joined by you. Welcome. You are listening to the Leading Hope podcast. My name is VJ Williams, joined by my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. You can subscribe on YouTube or Facebook uh, or any of the podcast platforms. Those come out on Thursday mornings. We'd love to do that. Also share about it. Uh, with a friend on any of those platforms as well. Rate and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you, and we appreciate everything that you do to get that out. And visit leadinghope.online to get stories and more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we are continuing our series on story Hey, just as a note, yeah. you said you said nice shirt, and I didn't. I like your shirt too. Oh, thank you. Okay, I felt like my. I think mine. I thought mine had a little more meaning. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, probably, there it is. Probably, I returned the compliment, and you turned it back is. around <laughs> on me. <laughs> hey, storytelling. Storytelling. We are still telling stories. We've it's got it, this, this one, and one week left. Ooh, one more, and then we're moving on from storytelling. Very good, and I'm excited to announce that today you have entitled episode nine. For leadership as storytelling. Yeah, buddy. Boom. Hey, so we're going to have some fun today. Uh, I want to let you know uh, the content that we're going to walk through. When I get about like halfway through it, it's going to feel heavy, especially if you're listening to this as you're driving along or something like that. You're going to be like, oh, this is so much. And then we're going to make it really, really light and really, really practical. So I just want you to know it's going to feel complex for just one second, maybe 30 seconds. But then hopefully this will be something that I think is really, really powerful in our lives. And today I want to look at specifically the role of a leader as a strategic planner. So context, if you're running an organization, you understand what that looks like. If you've got a business, you understand your business strategy. If you're a parent, you understand you have a weekly calendar probably somewhere in how you go through this. And so what we have accepted things as doctrine, as dogma, on strategic planning that we just first need to acknowledge that didn't exist in how we understood it a hundred years ago. So this is the typically accepted dogma of strategic planning. You need a mission. You need a reason for being. You need a vision statement. You need a beacon that is way off in the future that will drive your actions, as Jim Collins says, for the next hundred years. You need values that define you, that are core to your identity and who you are. You need key. You need a goal, something that you're marching towards, something that's more near term that can really um, people can engage in, something that's measurable. And you need key objectives. You need things that you need to overcome in order to achieve that goal. I threw out a whole bunch of terminology real quickly, quickly, but I just want to say that is modern day typical strategic planning is understanding you have to go through all those things. And those are good. There's a, there's a big benefit of it. The benefits of it is you create clarity for your organization, your group, your team, your family, whatever that is, in terms of 
what you're seeking to do and who you are, and you create context for your current actions. And so you're able to already establish, these are our priorities, this is our, our focus, you're not swayed by everything that comes into your life. These are good things. But modern day strategic planning, what we have typically accepted, has two massive errors that are associated with that. And that is, first off, no one ever remembers it, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Like really significant. I want to acknowledge that to go like, we'll get all these down on a paper. We'll come up these statements and people remember like bits and pieces of it here and there, but no one ever remembers all of it. No one ever remembers all these things. And I could even say this to the point of to go, we have four values in our church. Yep. I usually get stuck at three. <laughs> And I'll eventually come up with the fourth one, but to go like, I'm not always remembering these things yeah. that I was a part of drafting and coming up with. So the fact that they're not memorable is really important. Uh, the second thing in here that we need to be aware of as it comes to strategic planning is, um, so we say it's not memorable. The other thing is that they're relatively lifeless. Like no, no one looks at all these bullet points. And ideally, if you're crafting a really well, like a, you have a really well crafted vision statement, hopefully it's got some compelling pieces to it. But I don't know anyone who really looks at these and how they're typically organized, how they're structured and goes, oh my goodness, this is going to be amazing. Like I can't wait. No one's, no one's creating hype videos over their vision statement bullet points, things <laughs> like that. Like that's just not part of what it is. So here's the really unique thing within that is these elements of vision, mission, values, goals, key objectives are actually all of the same elements that are in a story. We just use different language when it comes to a story. So where organizationally we say mission, vision, values, key objectives, goals, in a story we'll say a character who wants something, who has to overcome obstacles to get it, and their character is transformed in the process. And so you go, that's actually the same thing. Like the character becomes the mission. Who they are becomes the core values. What they want becomes the vision. The obstacles are the key objectives and them actually achieving it is the goal. And so here becomes the important question I think within the process is to go, um, which do you have an easier time remembering? <laughs> a plan or a story? <laughs> like if someone gave you a list of 10 bullet points and they gave you 10 minutes to memorize them, how many could you actually remember? How many could you actually go through? Uh, fun fact, this usually happens about once every two years when we're on family vacation. <clears throat> uh, we play the 50-state game. I don't okay. know if you've ever played oh, the 50. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good, good. Well Sit aware. down. What do you got? 10 minutes, five minutes? Name all 50 states? Probably. Most I've ever come up with was 46. Oh, wow. I have lived in America all of my life. That's probably about 36 more than I came up with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. But how many of you then could take a three-hour movie and give every plot point and every scene and the dialogue between the characters and things like that? Like, my kids will go through it and they will have spelling words on their weekly homework and they can't remember a darn thing. And then two minutes later, they will tell me the entire plot of the 30-minute sitcom that they watched three weeks ago. Mm. And to say, like, this is more stories are memorable and that matters. Which are you more compelled by? 
something that comes across as a list of bullet points or an actual narrative in which you can understand the flow, the, what is at stake for the main character, the character that you can identify with. And it's this really unique thing where I go, um, my kids don't watch movies. They live in movies. Like as they watch a movie, they're going through and they're going, I want to be him. I want to be him and they'll fight over which character in the movie they are and they'll act it out as they go, even if they've never seen it, because we enter into stories in a way that we never do with plans, with strategic bullet points, all these other things. And so this is so important. No. So here's the here's the tweak. Okay. And then I'm gonna give you something really practical personally, and then we're gonna see what all you want to jump into, V, is to say, switch your strategic plan into a story. Take all of the elements that you have in your strategic planning and put it in the context of a narrative. Instead of giving bullet mission, bullet vision, bullet values, you understand where I'm going, put it in a cohesive narrative that people can find themselves in it, be compelled by it, and it becomes more memorable. So I, I want to say, first off, that not this is what we've done as a church, but this is what we're learning. Yeah. And so some of you are like, well, you guys haven't done that. Yeah, because we're just figuring this out as we go. This is what this podcast is, is this is our current learning, us tackling the problems we have in our organization. Like right. the reason why we're going through this whole storytelling thing is we realized we're not doing a good job at storytelling and we want to get better at it. So I'm Preach. giving you our up-to-date learning. So here's two different ways to do this. You could do this larger organizationally and this is so different than bullet points of just say, we believe that church exists to introduce people to the one who can change their life and change the world. If we allow infighting, disunity, apathy, or at worst, preferences to become what identifies us over the hope we have in Jesus, the calling we have to serve our community, the way we help everyone belong and our commitment to move forward, we will not see the hope that Jesus offers for our world and that he invites us into as a community. We want to see 1,041 people find faith in Christ and be baptized by committing ourselves to be someone's first church. Too many people have never heard the gospel or have walked away because they didn't think it matters. We will not be part of the problem, but we will do what we need to do to help transform our community. Woo. Thank you. Wow. I appreciate that, man. We're, we're preaching Did now. You, on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Is this, is this recent? Oh, this is, I want to be clear. This took two minutes. That's, and I don't want you to think like I sat down and obsessed over this. I literally took our listing of yeah. how can I put, take all these different things and separate them as bullet points and put them in a narrative. I'm a, I'm, I'm a assuming that's going to find its way onto your Instagram. <laughs> done there we go got it thank you v. Yeah, i appreciate that. that's good uh you can do it like that or you could do it personally this one means more to me but it can't be a statement for our church and so here's mine and i'm incorporating i'm going to see this okay i'm incorporating the key obstacles that we have to be aware of the things we need to tackle who we are as people the mission and vision statements but i'm putting it in a narrative now this is what it sounds more like an individual is to say 
and this is, I want you to be clear, this is not fabricated. This is like me. This is completely real. And it is, my best friend in high school, Sean, walked away from faith because church felt irrelevant and boring. This will not happen on our watch. Faith is too important and Jesus is too good Amen. for infighting, disunity, apathy, or even preferences to get in the way. This is a church for Sean's because if others don't find hope in Jesus, the world can never change and neither can we. The only way to live out our commitment to hope, belonging, service, and progress is by allowing nothing to keep us from becoming someone's first church and seeing the baptism of 1,041 Sean's within our community. It's awesome. Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. I appreciate it. So obviously, that second statement is more compelling because I personalized it within there. I can't make that a full statement for our church, but that is what it means to me. So I ask... Which is more memorable? Which is more compelling? The list of bullet points of mission, vision, strategy, values, all key objectives, goals, or that in the context of a story. So here's the really practical piece that I would say, because some of you would go, well, I don't do strategic planning for my organization. I don't do it. Well, I hope you do strategic planning for your life. Ooh. Otherwise, someone else is planning it out for you. Okay? Oh, man. You're the only one who can do that. Yeah. So what if you did this? What if you changed your calendar of events from bullet lists into a story? And what if when you woke up in the at the start of the day, instead of asking, what do I have to get done today? What appointments do I have? What do I need to cross off my task list? What if you asked, who am I? What do I want? What's going to keep me from that? And why does this matter so much? What if you viewed the lens of your life as if you are the one who the story is being written about? And I think what so, happens so often in people is we lose the context of our lives. And when you lose context, all of a sudden your activities become purposeless and mindless. And then we wonder why we get no excitement or engagement or thrill from our lives. And you go, because you forgot the context. So, in, so instead of starting the day with a plan, what if you started the day with a story and you crafted oh, your day saying, good. who am I? What do I want? What's going to keep me from it? And why does it matter so much? And you lived your life in light of that. V, what do you want to talk about? Man, there's a lot to break down. First of all, the the piece there that you talked about. Uh, and by the way, if you guys have questions for uh, Kevin, by all means, put those in the chat. Now it'd be great to answer a few of those, uh, except for you, Ty, because he just put in all the states. <laughs> he said that was easy, <laughs> which I uh, applaud. For Thank your you, Ty. Effort, Ty. Um, you know, the thing you said about your friend, Sean, uh, we just heard recently a um, gentleman by the name of John Hauser yeah. came into town and he, he had a large church that he pastored for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he talked to us about why he did it. And he said he did it for Mike, yeah, a man, and he had a story. And that was so much more um, compelling mm-hmm. for us talking about, you know, there's all kinds of, all kinds of strategies. Yeah. Uh, what did you call it? Mission, vision, values, key objective, goals. Yeah, that sounds like a Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft. Con- <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but he he talked about the importance of their church understanding who they were and who they were for. Absolutely, and that 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 is a story. And I think the uh, the thing that I just really want to press at in this is we have accepted mission, vision, value, strategy, key objectives, goals as the only way to do strategic planning. And to go, 
these are more modern tools yeah. that we have. And in some ways, they're really good. In other ways, they're really ineffective. Yeah. And so for clarity, yes. For compelling, poor. If, yeah. if you slid across from me a piece of paper that had your companies, all those things, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> care at all. Tell me what you want to do. Tell me why it matters. And tell me how you're going to change as you pursue it. And that's a story. And that's compelling. Yeah, so for the, for the leader who's out there right now yeah. um, that is, is got the piece of paper, um, because they all do. Yeah. Everyone has it. Either they were handed it by someone who they report to. Accurate. Or they uh, came up with maybe one on their own, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, that is struggling with actually being compelling and telling a story. Uh, we've already talked about through this series, you know, how to craft the story. We went through a litany of different things that to do. At this point, what do they need to do it? Like, to, what do to they, actually walk to, through to it? To do this. Like, what do they have to do? To, what's, what's the mind shift change that has to happen so they can actually be telling a story instead of a strategic plan. So I think it would be like the the crafting of the statement actually matters less than thinking in the context of narrative. Yeah. So I, I would say it like the the shift is not to have something on paper. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's to begin to be able to communicate these things through like when when the first way that you process information is a character who wants something, who has to overcome these odds and is transformed in the process, but it's worth it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, how you communicate changes. So let me say it like this. Um, no one would ever read a story of, I was living my life and then this obstacle came in my way and I complained about it for the rest of my life <laughs> and never overcame it. Yeah. Like that novel blows. Yeah. Like that story sucks. Can we just say yeah, it like that? Like yeah. that's a terrible yeah. story. No Yet it. how many people, that is their story. Right. Like that is their life. And they go, I don't like my life. Because if you were reading a story on your life, you would put the book down because it's miserable. Yeah. Because the character has to overcome the obstacle or find a new way around it in order for the story to be compelling. And so when you begin thinking through the things that come into your life in the context of narrative, all of a sudden you have momentum forward and you can see so much more clearly what you need to do. There you go. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So that's really, that's really, uh, that's very helpful for the, the leader who's trying to help people uh, see the way around what they're fighting through in a form of a story. Yes. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Uh, there's other things that we could talk about. Um, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, the other thing that we can talk about, because I love the part that you said, hey, we're actually doing podcasts on stuff we're figuring out. Mm -hmm. It's not like we have, but we're great storytellers. Yeah. Um, you are, I would say, from the position on a Sunday, you're a great, great storyteller. But from a church perspective, we're poor. We are struggling with storytelling. We are just now through some things that we're implementing this this podcast. Yeah. And we're getting other, better. We're getting better, and it's showing because more people are telling stories. Yeah, that's the goal. Yes, like that's the goal. Like we can't we can't forget as leaders like what the goal is. The goal is not yep. that we're always telling the story. Absolutely, it's that everybody around us. Is yeah. telling the story, and we, we are learning just as much as we're teaching. Yeah, we didn't just want more stories; we wanted a storytelling culture. That's it, because we believe that's powerful. Yeah, and it's so cool to see volunteers who are excited about telling stories because they know how to do it Absolutely. now, and the impact it has. Um, what is what, out? Uh, you got one, I think one left. We've got one, one left. One left. Uh, 
give a sneak peek of that real quick um, so we can make sure everyone comes back to finalize, finalize this series and so that they know that this is, yeah. we want to see, we want to see what happens. Yeah. I, so this is what I, when we understand our lives, yeah, we understand our lives best through the framework of story. And so the solutions for your life <laughs> are actually in the framework. Yeah. And I know that may sound like a, oh, I, I say it legitimately as like, if you could edit a movie or edit a book and you go, well, this is what's wrong with this scene. And this is why this doesn't work. And this is why this is slow. And to go, if you looked at your life through the same lens, the principles are of story are healing or overcoming or breakthrough for what you're struggling with right now. So that's what I want to get into in the last one. That's going to be fantastic. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to wrap up this one with before we get out of here? No, I mean, the biggest thing to walk away with is to go, don't accept what modern day strategic planning has taught us because it's not the only way. And there's a better, more compelling way. And it's by using story as your strategy. Mission, vision, values, key objectives, Blech. goals. <laughs> stories, <laughs> stories, stories. There we go. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for watching 94 leadership as storytelling and uh, if you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed mean the world to us if you did that now also post about it rate and review you won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you uh, we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business if you have a story visit leadinghope.online and send that to us we'd love to hear from you and remember Everyone, Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.